0: So I recently shared about two great developments concerning the transgender issue as it affects young people. One was the UK's Tavistock Transgender Clinic being shut down by the NHS, which is the UK Ministry of Health, after a review found it is not safe for children. And this is at the same time as the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA in the US has just slapped a warning label on puberty blockers. Now, you may not have heard about those two decisions. The media in New Zealand did not seem that keen to tell you. And then yesterday, we heard the distressing testimony of Chloe Cole, a former transgender child patient who medically transitioned when she was 13 to 15 years old with puberty blockers, male hormones and a mastectomy. Well today we hear from a Chicago mum, Jeanette Cooper. Well, Jeanette Cooper is a former teacher and now a PhD candidate in education at DePaul University, and she never imagined she'd lose custody of her child. The 44-year-old lifelong educator always considered herself a loving and responsible mother to her daughter Sophia. But when at age 12 Sophia suddenly claimed to be transgender, Jeanette was sceptical. Sophia had never exhibited signs of gender dysphoria, in fact Sophia exhibited many more traditionally feminine behaviours and preferences than Jeanette the mum ever had. And to Jeanette, it didn't make sense. But Sophia insisted, not only that she was trans, but that she was unsafe around Jeanette. And what followed was a disturbing series of court proceedings and therapy sessions in which Jeanette's ex-husband, lawyers, therapists, and other individuals and institutions supposedly concerned with Sophia's best interests work to erode the mum's Jeanette's most basic parenting rights. Oh, and another red flag, Sophia's new stepmother is a licensed psychotherapist. Well, nearly three years later, Jeanette can't even visit with the daughter she loves. She lives less than ten minutes away, but can only communicate with Sophia by mail all because she insists that Sophia is a girl. Now, before I share the video of her testimony, which the Independent Women's Forum in the US has produced, I know what some of you might be thinking. Oh, the mum is a Christian. She's a right-wing fundamentalist. She's probably, you know, married and under the thumb of her misogynist husband. Bet she voted for Trump. Uh, no, not quite. In fact, Jeanette shaves half her hair but not her legs, often doesn't wear bras, purchases clothing regardless of whether they're sold in the men's or women's departments. She jokes that if you subscribe to, to traditional gender stereotypes, she's the one who people would think is transgender. But that's precisely how Jeanette raised her daughter, outside the confines of traditional sex stereotypes. And Jeanette doesn't care for political labels, but she considers herself a radical feminist and has voted Democrat in every election since she was 18. So let's watch her testimony, it's pretty tough to watch.
1: Usually, Child Protective Services has a definition of what it means to be unsafe, to either be abused or neglected. There was no evidence that I had done anything like that. When they temporarily kept her with her dad for a period, I was fine with that. I thought that's what they should do. That's the responsibility of the court to investigate if a child is saying that they feel unsafe. So they did a seven-month investigation. I had psychological testing, so did my ex-husband, hours and hours of interviews. We each had home visits, and they did interviews with other people who had observed my daughter and me together. After that report came out, I thought, surely this is going to resolve itself. Clearly, there is no finding of abuse or neglect. They didn't find anything about me that is unsafe. But the thing that I clearly I'm not complying with is this concept that good parenting means that you affirm a child's idea that there is something wrong with them I'm not willing to do that they want me to have a certain understanding that there is such a thing as a child who is born transgender and this is who they are I don't believe that my child is a girl I won't lie to her or anyone else I think that's good parenting.
0: To parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy.
1: It is unfortunate that we are teaching children that a word will cause them to commit suicide. That is not how suicide works. We know that children who are depressed, anxious, autistic, have a history of childhood trauma, are more likely to kill themselves, are more likely to attempt suicide, are more likely to have self-harm.
0: Does that mean
1: that changing their identity, creating a new self, is the secret to get them out of their childhood trauma, to get them out of depression? That has never been true and it is not true today. I won't do that. I'm not going to believe in a lie and I'm not going to convince my daughter that somehow she is so weak that she cannot hear her birth name. If I say Sophia, she will still live. I promise her that I will sit there with her through her distress. I will be present in her life. I'm not going anywhere. The final agreement that I have signed, yes, I suppose I agreed to it. I'm not sure I had any choice. It had been decided that something was wrong in this child's life and they needed to solve that problem because she was in distress in some way and they needed a specific thing that they could change in her life and I happened to be the chosen one. It is easy to say that mom is a problem and we will eliminate her and all of a sudden, everything will be fine. That's not true. That's not what's happening. The process by which she was removed and it was solidified that she would not be in my presence, that I would not have contact with her, is damage to her. It is a trauma to her. In no way should family court separate children from their biological parents without any evidence of abuse or neglect. That is wrong. It shouldn't be happening to me. It shouldn't be happening to any parent. It definitely should not have happened to my child. She is the greatest victim in this entire thing. My daughter did a normal adolescent thing. She tried something, but there were no guardrails. Nothing stopped her. I'm not mad at my daughter. I'm not disappointed in her. I'm disappointed in the adults that have failed to protect her. Nobody has sent me any of her school pictures since she left. I'm not sure why I don't deserve to get them. Uh, this is her last, uh, that's her last school photo um, that I ever got. I think that was, um, I think that was seventh grade. I had to put all of these things away because uh, it became unbearable. You know, you have such a emotional pull and such feelings when you look at photos of your child. And it became unbearable to feel those feelings. And so I told myself, I'm just going to pack them in boxes. I'm not going to throw them away. And someday I'll be able to open the boxes and not cry. I see that my child is at sea in a boat. She is struggling. She is in kind of tumultuous seas. I know that, I have seen that. And what I have been told is to follow her lead, to follow her in this journey. I am not willing to do that. I don't think that is good parenting. It's my responsibility not to hook my boat to hers. It is my responsibility to be a lighthouse, to be something stable that she can see some guide that she has that will always be there, that is consistent. I still do that today, even though I have no custody of her. I have no medical decision-making, no educational decision-making, and no way to communicate with her other than by mail. I don't have her phone number. I know where she lives, but I'm not allowed to go there. I know where she goes to school and i'm not allowed there either but this is parenting what i'm doing even though i have no real contact with her i am still a parent i am still her mother i am still parenting now
0: Ooh, pretty tough to watch isn't it uh jeanette knows that there are thousands of other parents struggling with similar issues and uh she hopes by sharing her story that um the systems that are separating her and her daughter will change. I'm wondering, are there any examples in New Zealand? If you're such a parent, or if you know of one, we'd love to hear from them. I I loved her imagery around being a lighthouse, that her child is at sea in a boat in tumultuous seas, and the parent has been told to follow the child's lead, to follow her in this journey. But Jeanette's not willing to do that. She doesn't think that's good parenting. She says, do you remember the quote? It's my responsibility... Not to hook my boat to hers, it's my responsibility to be a lighthouse, to be something stable that she can see, some guide that she will have, that will always be there, that's consistent. And uh, just one other thing, when addressing the discrepancy between her political beliefs, where she's um, <laughs> quite evidently, obviously on the left, and her views on sex and gender ideology, where she's definitely not on the left, Jeanette responded, quote, The difference between libertarianism and anarchy is a fine line. The difference between libertarianism and anarchy is a fine line. It's a great quote. Uh, And unfortunately in New Zealand, we're currently sailing the boat named anarchy. It's time to sink that boat.